Get ready to get your questions answered by financial advisors. Learn how to put more money back in your pockets regardless of where you're starting your financial journey with your host, Hannah Mitria. Super excited to have Julie Murphy here. She is a certified financial planner as well as a life coach, hosts her own podcast, Awake Your Wealth, and a best-selling author. And so I'm super excited to have you on here to share with us about, you know, you are the creator of your own life. And that's really, I think, a lot of the basis around your books too, is just how you create this wealth for yourself. So give us a little background on you, Julie. How did you get started? And, you know, was finance where you always thought you'd be? Yeah, definitely not. Um, But it's funny how you can see your journey, you know, historically, you kind of go, oh, this is why it wound up being there. Um, Well, certainly, thanks for having me, Hannah. You know, I'm one of 12 children, so I didn't grow up with any money. And I remember I used to deliver the newspaper before school, and I used to always be interested in the business section, and I would read it. We couldn't afford the newspaper, so I was reading other people's newspapers before I delivered them. And uh, that's my first memory of kind of realizing that I liked finance and then, you know, put myself through school. I have undergraduate and graduate degrees. And when I came out of school at 22 years old, I was like, why not work for myself? And and so I found a mentor, Bob Lyman to this day, he's still part of my life uh, 29 years later. And he's 12 years older and he just kind of showed me the ropes of being a financial planner. And he said, you know, I'd really start my own. And I was like, what a great idea. I'm gonna start my own. So that's when I started running my own financial planning business. And it's, it's been a road and uh, certainly glad I did because you've got mass exodus now today of people leaving the wirehouses and the banks and because it's really about building your life from the inside out, which is why that's the subtitle of my first book, The Emotion Behind Money, mm-hmm. um, because you are the creator of your life and people don't realize, they go, well, how did I create this? Well, you don't realize that we live in a holographic world. And if you talk to any scientists in quantum physics, they'll all tell you this, that whatever's going on on the inside is actually what is then created on the outside. The outside doesn't come to you unless some part of you resonates with that. And so why not really direct the energy because Einstein proved that everything is energy. So let's create the life that we really truly wanna live. And I've, I've worked through this with my clients and to live a life that really is capturing your dreams and aligning it with your heart and your soul. Awesome. Well, I love that. I love that. Like backing up to the very beginning where a newspaper was like, you're reading the finance. So you kind of like have this inkling. It's so funny. Like when I was a kid, I remember watching commercials on TV and being in love with them. I went to college originally not for nothing to do with marketing. And so it's so neat how that, like what we did as kids actually impacts and like it's there. It's that energy that like I knew. Yeah. We knew what we wanted. And one of the exercises I walk people through right when I meet them is like, tell me about if they're really stuck in terms of dreaming the new dream, which is the first step of the process I walk people through. I go, well, tell me about the things that you thought of when you were a kid. Mm -hmm. And it's because that really helps to get them back in alignment with themselves, even though life has kind of like giving them experiences that may have put them off that path of really being alignment with themselves mm-hmm. because we don't realize how much when, when we are, um, before we're seven years old, every human being has a trauma or rejection that happens that hardwires into our subconscious mind, which is our amygdala. 
And this is the research uh, that Dr. Bruce Lipton, a biologist, talks about all the time. He has a book called The Biology of Belief. Mm -hmm. And that this subconscious mind wired in then becomes how we respond to the world from that point forward unless we, and that I believe is our soul work, is to go, no, 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 go back and remember who you are, what you're all about, outside of this conditioning from this rejection or trauma that every single human being has before they're age seven. And it could be big or it could be small. I, this one client, she remembers getting slapped on the hand by her grandma. Mm -hmm. And it just wired in her in a very interesting way that put her on a path that is not the one that she was supposed to be on. So it was like, oh, so let's go. Let's address like that not enough button that I'm not worthy. And she didn't feel loved, all the psychological patterning. And it was like, let's address that. And because I always say we work things out or we act it out and we do it through our money, through our health or our relationships. And so you can see when you're working with a client, like they might have multi-millions, but they're divorced twice. They're like workaholics. Mm -hmm. You know, where is it acting out? And so I know where to dig with people because if it's, if, if you've got tons of money, like, well, let me poke around here and ask questions about, do you love the work that you do? Are you loving your family life? Like, and usually there's something that's not, resonating with them at that moment and that's when I know that's the entry point because that's their pain point mm -hmm. to start to get them to embody what I call real wealth. Yeah. I love that you're a life coach because the money is so ingrained in everything we do in our life. Like you mentioned divorce, family, all those things. So being a life coach and a financial planner is is like <laughs> it's like a so key. Much. Yeah. That came together. So I love that and just like the emotion behind money, you know, you mentioned that you're the second oldest of 12 kids. I am the youngest of three, but you know, we grew up in what was then called the most dangerous city in Pennsylvania where I grew up. <laughs> and so we grew up in a really you know, oh, small wow. town, not a lot of money. So I understand it. So to see all the different ways. So I, my siblings and me are completely opposite when it comes to money. Like all three of us, like we're all triangle at different <laughs> different sides of it we all kind of manage uh, so I think it's really neat to hear how you know this things and you know at this point I think you're also a, a scientist <laughs> we can say that <laughs> and I even wrote down that biology belief because I think that's so neat to look into and see because so much of those things we do as a kid like when you talked about your client who got slapped on the hand by her grandmother and that like just stuck with her and where it may not even be a big thing I think of my stepdaughter and we do not yell at her like, that's not our thing. That's not our kind of like communication with her. We've always just talked things out. However, she still remembers when she was four, her father yelled at her one time in her whole life. And I'm like, girl, you're 14. Um, but it's kind of neat how those one interactions wire um, in, wire in. and it changes everything about what you do. Like, she's like, oh, we have so much money because we have all the streaming services. And so like, you think about that is like, I'm like, that's totally not true. <laughs> Get that out of your head. Right. But that is going to be something that she lives with and will probably associate being okay. And like financially okay, it's just having streaming services will probably be in her mind. Right. Well, and, and when you start to realize that, oh, I have this wiring that has happened and now I can observe it as opposed to, because you, you start to realize you're reacting to the world around you. You're not responding to the world around you. Yeah. And when you realize this is where people talk about how does it relate to money is, well, how many people out there have spending hangovers? 
right? Like you're processing yourself emotionally and then you get that credit card in the bill the next month and you're like going, oh, why did I do that? Mm -hmm. And because you were trying to actually solve something inside yourself and you can never solve anything outside of yourself until you fix it in the inside. So money, alcohol, you know, overspending, trying to do so much for other people and people please, like none of that stuff outside of yourself is gonna fix it. What it all boils down to, why that wires into us in our amygdala is because we didn't actually feel the feelings in that moment Mm -hmm. from that trauma. And so then what happens is, is we create these scenarios over and over again that reinforce that pattern Mm-hmm. And the only way through it is to feel what you were unwilling to feel before each seven because you were so shocked. Like your system was like, what? And then you're like, how does it need to align? And how does it need to get to the other place? Huh. And so when we realize that that's the basis of everything, mm-hmm. of people go, I keep working hard. I keep trying. I keep showing up. Why aren't I there yet? And like you might get rid of, you know, the friends that took advantage of you you know, where they never paid their part in a restaurant and you're always carrying the bill or something. Like you wind up with different faces and different names with the same patterns because you haven't shifted something inside of yourself. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you start to realize that and say, okay, we'll stay in that patterning until we create a new reality. And that's why the first step in the process, you know, we had talked about that. I, I walk clients through what I call the packed process. Yeah. And, and that first step in the packed process is picturing mm-hmm. exactly what you want to create in your world. Because you can either focus on the trauma or the rejection, or you can focus on the dream. Yeah. But you only have so much energy. Mm-hmm. What are you going to direct it to? Well, I don't want to keep recreating my past. I want to create this different thing in the future. But if you keep thinking and speaking and feeling your past, then all you're going to do is recreate your past and your future. Yeah. This is the challenge that most of us, and so this is, and money is energy. So Mm -hmm. you want your money to energize what you want to create tomorrow, not have it go to the past. So let me, if if I can, can I give an example there? Yeah, please do. Most most people have debt. Mm -hmm. Most people have some form of debt. If you took all your open cash flow, so you run your, income minus your expenses and you have this net number if you take any extra money you have and all you do is pay off debt which your debt is your financial past Mm -hmm. you are only going to create more debt why because you took a hundred percent of your money and fixed your past which may fiscally be the right thing but emotionally based on our subconscious patterning That is a train wreck to keep recreating the exact same thing over and over and over again. It's going to be like Groundhog Day. Mm -hmm. So you have to take some of that open cash flow and seed what you want to create in your future, which are those dreams. Otherwise, you're never going to get there. I'm taking notes over here. So if you hear a keyboard clicking, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, I need to take notes. (laughs) (laughs) Seeding what we need to do in our future. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, And you know, it it reminds me of something I heard before where they say like therapy is looking at your past. Coaching is looking at your future. And I think so many of us get stuck in our past and we do need to look at that future. And, you know, I think, especially with money, we see this debt and we think I need to pay this off. That's what I need to do. 
Like you think you're being fiscally prudent. You're like, I'm doing the right thing. They all told me to address it. They all told me to go there. And you know what? Left brain logical, you're absolutely right. The problem is you have two parts of your brain. You don't only have the left brain, you have the right brain as well. And you have got to satisfy both parts or you will keep recreating the patterns that you have. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, I do live group coaching. So I get, you know, a bunch of people together and we go through some things. Because what you notice is that as a society, we all have the same patterns. This mm-hmm. is why our structure is the way that it is today. And so I always talk about that we go back to the human body right? So our bodies are way more intelligent than our minds, Mm -hmm. way more intelligent. Your body and that gut feeling, you know, those instincts, your gut will sit there and say, oh my gosh, like, I don't want to do this. But then you go and you do it because you think it's the fiscally smart thing. And you got this tug and pull going on inside of yourself because you're trying to follow your head, but your body's saying something else. And this is where I'm always talking about the fact that we have got to create a nervous system that is in neutral. We have to create a safe container. And the way that I have found over, you know, 25 plus years of doing this with people is that you have to clean up your financial past, which is cleaning up your debts, while you're living in the present moment, which is monitoring your cash flows, the income coming in and the expenses going out, Mm -hmm. while you're also planting the seeds for the future you wanna create. If you don't funnel money to all three of those areas, at some juncture, you are going to create an unsafe container for your nervous system. Then you're not going to feel safe. You're going to go back to that young boy or young girl who's triggered by that rejection or trauma. So you triggered yourself. And what happens when your nervous system is triggered? It shuts down or overwhelms. And so it just goes crazy. (laughs) Absolutely. You shut down. You contract. You go, whoop. Well, most of us are listening to a financial podcast right now because we want to expand, but we don't even realize how we're forcing ourselves to contract because we're doing the prudent thing and just paying off our debt. But you're mm-hmm. hijacking your nervous system because with inflation and with the war and what else is going to happen, right? You're like plugged into all these things that are trying to tap your fear, which tap your amygdala, which make you contract in your nervous system because you no longer feel safe, mm-hmm. right? It's all connected. And we don't realize that if we don't hold this safe container for ourselves to, and I clean up your past while living in the present moment and planting for the future all at the same time. So like number wise, let's just say you have $300 extra a month, right? Mm -hmm. So I have people always, I have them list out their debts and the interest rates, and I have all kinds of worksheets. People can go to juliemurphy.com and get worksheets. Uh, you can download them. I have debt worksheets. I have cash flow worksheets. And I do want to mention, please be mindful of the fact that I call it cash flow worksheets. Mm-hmm. What do most people call that? Um, like balance sheets or, or, or a budget. A budget. budget, yeah. How do you feel when somebody tells you you have to go on a budget? Uh, the same way you feel when you have to go on a diet. (laughs) We don't really like it. Yeah. This is my whole point. Mm -hmm. So we automatically trigger our nervous systems by saying, oh, I have to go on a budget. Mm -hmm. Nobody feels good about a budget. Not one human being I know feels good about a budget because you've tapped into being financially scarce and I'm not enough. 
And I'm a victim of the system. I'm a victim of I didn't get a pay raise for my boss. I'm a victim of the economy's crap. I'm a victim of whoever's politically in charge. I'm a victim of, and all these things going, because I got to live on a budget, right? <laughs> Instead, how do you shift that to a place of empowerment? Because this is all about us maintaining our financial power. Yeah. And the way you do that is you say, you know what? I'm going to choose my cash to flow mm-hmm. this way. Because I am going to create this future because I'm going to clean up my past while I'm living the present moment and planning for the future all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And if we don't do that, if you start to say, I got to be on a budget. Now, you might have some tough decisions to make yeah. in where you want your cash to flow, depending on how much past you're trying to make up for. But I'm telling you, if you choose it from a place of empowering going, you know what? Yeah, I, I have this, but I'd really rather this over this. Well, then that's more in alignment with you. And it might be a tough choice, but you stay empowered because you chose it. Mm-hmm. You, you choose to step into it and you're making this conscious choice as opposed to like living by default in our cash flows. Yeah. Right? Yep. Makes sense? Oh yeah, that that's so strong, just the living by default. I think so many of us do because we you know, grow up and we have to get a job, pay for your rent, pay for your car. You have all these things that you have to do. And so we just do them. And there's so many people that don't even probably live in their money in any way, because like one thing I know (laughs) we are really bad at, I think we live in the future more than we live in our past. And so we are always planning the next vacation, the next thing, even if the money's not there, we're like, we're planning it because we're going to do it. I don't care. (laughs) You know what I Um, love doing for things like that? Do you have any online savings accounts? We have a savings account through like Bank of America, um, but nothing. So there are, yep, there are online savings accounts that mm-hmm. I love. So when I'm talking about somebody planning for their future, I mm-hmm. break that down into it. And I talk about this in both of my books, um, Emotion Behind Money and Awaken Your Wealth, mm-hmm. that um, you want to look at money in your short term, midterm and long term. So what you just brought up is short term, mm-hmm. right? And um, like I love these online savings accounts. And there's lots of vendors that have them. Just to name a few, Capital One's got one, American Express has one, Discover has one, Ally Bank has one, Citibank has one. But there are these online savings accounts Mm -hmm. that you can name your financial intention. And Mm -hmm. I love those because let's say for an example, um, you you mentioned vacation. Mm You know how fun it is and you know how much better you are at managing your cash flows if you call your vacation fund my Italy fund? Mm. You don't touch it. <laughs> yeah. You don't touch it. Mm-hmm. Because that's your financial intention. Like my first one that I ever had, um, I called it my boat fund. It's like an accumulation goal, right? Okay. Like I want to build money up. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's important to separate it because they're all important things to you, right? So... I had a boat fund. Then I was like, ooh, I want a sailboat. So then I renamed it to be the sailboat fund. And then I figured out I wanted a 34-foot Beneteau. Well, then I called it a 34-foot Beneteau mm-hmm. fund until I bought the boat. Mm-hmm. And But I use this for like, if people are terrible at not building emergency reserves for themselves, and this is like if you had to replace your paycheck. I mm-hmm. literally have people call it lost my job fund. So mm-hmm. you don't touch it unless mm-hmm. you lose your job. Because sometimes we need that reminder of going, don't negotiate myself away here. Let's just actually call it what the intention of that money is, Mm -hmm. right? 
there's a, another place where I see people get jammed up all the time is when, uh, if you own a home or a condo that when the roof needs to be replaced or the windows need to be replaced or the dishwasher, the washer machine, the refrigerator, the furnace, the air conditioner, the hot water tank, these are all big ticket items. Mm-hmm. A hot water tank expires every seven to 10 years. This is not new news. Yeah. But we're so pressed to live in the present moment. Mm-hmm. We forget to insulate ourselves from future things that can throw our whole plan awry. And it's such a simple thing. I have every client that I have set up a house maintenance fund and call it house maintenance. Mm-hmm. And we, and even if you can't start at $250 a month, because over a 20 year period of time to fully replace a roof, a furnace, an air conditioner, hot water tank, all those things I mentioned, and at moderate costs, mm-hmm. you have to save $250 a month to 100% pay cash for all those things. What most of us do when the shit hits the fan and it happens, yeah. we're putting it on our credit card. Taking out a and new then, card through the company to do it. <laughs> and then you're in your financial past, so you can't live in the present moment as much because you're paying because you are now in financial reactivity as opposed to being proactive. Mm-hmm. right? Hijacking your nervous system, causing more pressures, but we can choose to insulate ourselves or not insulate ourselves from these life events. And most of us just have this pot of money in one savings account, like at Bank of America. And we just have it if we even have one, yeah. because so many people, it goes in the savings account and it just comes out. It goes in, it goes out, it goes in, it goes out. And, and you may be able to only start with newfound money, what I call, um, and that might be that like, maybe you start the house maintenance fund or the vacation fund or your emergency, I lost my job fund. Maybe you start it the next time you get a pay raise mm-hmm. because you're living the way you're living. Yeah. And I always, I always tell people like, I'm not here to tell you that you can't live exactly how you're living today. Mm-hmm. My job is, is to position you to be lucky, to create the life you want to live. Yeah. And so I have to interrupt some of these patterns. Mm-hmm. And so some of these patterns are like, if you just take your new raise, let's just say you got a 3% pay raise, even if it's small, mm-hmm. I always tell people take 50% of that pay raise and allocate it to the things that are important to you and be mindful to not put them all in spending buckets because that's another way we BS ourselves, <laughs> right? <Yep. laughs> but like, if you don't have a house maintenance fund and that's a spending thing, okay, again, you can also do it in thirds. Like if you have debt, I tell people, and I talk about this in my packed process in both of my yeah. books and my workbooks, mm-hmm. that if you just go on newfound money, tax returns, pay raises, bonuses, inheritance, maybe you even um, reduced your monthly expenses. So you find new money. It's mm-hmm. new money. Okay. Yeah. And you take a third of it. And you add it to your past, your debt payments, so your highest interest rate debt. You take a third of it and you spend it more today. Because So that might be spending today would be like a house maintenance fund or a vacation fund or some other spending goal that you have, right? Yeah. Um, and then you take a third of it um, and you put it to your future. Like that could be if you, if you don't have an emergency reserve, maybe start there. If you have kids and you want to start a college fund, maybe put some of it there. So if you get, let's just say it's $300 more in a month in your paycheck from mm-hmm. a pay raise. Okay. So you add a hundred bucks to one of your bills, 
automatically monthly. You do not want to make it manual process <laughs> because if it's manual, what are you going to do? Um, negotiate it, forget it. One of those things. Right? Yeah, you're going to be like, oh, this came up. Yeah. And But if you put an autopilot, just like your paycheck is deposited into your checking account, mm. you usually work around it. Yeah. Right. So again, I'm trying to, I, I've created systems to not hijack your nervous system to clean up your past while living in the present moment and planning for the future all at the same time. And if we constantly kept doing that within a three to five year period of time, you're right on track, no matter what kind of screw up you've done in the past. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I'm just listening to all this and I'm like, okay, I'm going to make my husband listen to this with me again. <laughs> Because there's like so much we need to take from it. And I think, you know, so many people listening or anybody that's looking to start that financial journey are in these situations where they're looking at all that debt from the past and how do I manage it? And I just love the idea of creating those different savings accounts and naming them because like we're going to Nepal in August and that's been a dream of ours, but we just made it happen. And we, I very much live in this default life when it comes to like money and stuff where it's like, he wants to renovate his office right now. So we're like, let's just do it. <laughs> yeah. So you should have an fun. office renovation fund and you fund yeah. it. And then when it gets to the amount, then you do it. The challenge yeah. is, is when we're trying to emotionally satisfy something within mm -hmm. ourselves, we then just do these like big spending things. And then you're like, oh, now we got to chase the next amount of money. And we mm -hmm. got to like, and, and this is where the debt payments really need to be put on autopilot because we need to stop giving our past energy. Yeah. Because if you keep giving your past energy, that's all you're going to create. Mm -hmm. That's all you're gonna, and you're going to keep chasing and chasing and chasing more. And then you're going to be on your deathbed going, I freaking chased my whole life. Mm -hmm. And I'm not any happier. Yeah. Because it's like, I have a to-do list that's always enormous. Mm -hmm. And, but when my kids come to my house on my parenting days, every, all bets are off. Like, I just get in the flow I, and it just, it's so funny. We're so structured these days mm -hmm. that I even structured my unstructured time. Okay. Meaning that I would put on my calendar going unstructured time, can't mm -hmm. touch it. And yep. I know the minute I let my calendar loose, someone on my staff like fills it with something. I'm going, did you have a slot that you could fill? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. So no. And they're like, well, this person needs to talk to you. I'm going, not I'm available for these many hours. You know, I, yeah. I have employees that you can answer the questions if I'm not available. Mm -hmm. So it's very, we also have to realize that we train people how to treat us. Mm -hmm. So like I've watched so many women who are successful in their twenties and then their thirties, they, and then they finally get married in their mid thirties to 40 and you know, cause they've been a career chick mm -hmm. and then they turn a hundred percent of their money decisions over to the guy. Ooh. who's declared bankruptcy twice mm -mm. and women just think that somebody else knows better than them. That's crazy. Yeah. And I've watched this so many times with young women that if any of you ladies are doing that out there, you are giving your power away to somebody else because what you've done up to this point is valuable mm -hmm. and you need to keep your voice. Yeah. And I'm not saying it has to be all her way, Mm -hmm. But it's a collaborative because we have to understand when we enter into a marriage, you have your set of trauma belief patterns, your spouse has their trauma belief patterns, and now you have a financial trauma meeting, a financial trauma, and then you guys act this stuff out and then you pass it on to your kids. Mm -hmm. 
So we have to realize it's not, that's where, again, when you go back to the packed process, which is picturing what you want to create in your world, that's your compelling yep. reason for change. The second step is you need to accept the reality that you've created thus far, right? Like you just got to accept it because that's the magic pill. Because in that acceptance, you release mm -hmm. all the crap you've done before, whatever that is. Or even the households you grew up in. You have to accept the fact that maybe your parents weren't fiscally prudent. You have to accept the fact that your parents have a ton of money and they're not giving you one dime. You have to accept the fact, like there, we all have different stories of that, right? Mm -hmm. But in, in that acceptance, you get your freedom. And in that freedom, that's when you can start building because you've created emotional space to build the life you want to build. And the second part of the A in the packed process is that you have to awaken your authenticity. And that's when I was talking about getting back into alignment with that little boy or that little girl. And what did they love? Like me reading the business section as I was delivering newspapers and you watching commercials and doing marketing. Right. We have to wake that little girl, a little boy back up again and go, okay, it's time to be this person. Now yeah. this is alignment because the farther you are from that and the older you get, the bigger, the midlife crisis you have later on mm -hmm. in life. That's what I've come to learn coaching people. Yeah. And then the C is about that. You have to choose to commit to change. Like it's really a committing process to changing the way you're plugging into the world mm -hmm. um, that you're going to plug in to the world first with your heart and then with your smarts. But yeah. so often we do our financial stuff from our heads first, and then we kind of negotiate our hearts away. Mm -hmm. And then the T is taking action and that's getting to your transformation to create exactly life. And what I find is that it's a cyclical cycle, this process, because when you first start this, you have to understand you're building a muscle mm -hmm. and building that muscle. It's, it comes over time. You get stronger and stronger and stronger. So your second round, when I do my group coaching uh, mm -hmm. with people, when we come into it every quarter, I'm like, okay, we start the packed process over again. Like, because they've accomplished stuff, they've built some muscles and it's like, now what can I have now that I've done this, you know, while I'm cleaning up my past and living in the present moment and planning for the future all at the same time. It's like they get deeper and they create more joy, more happiness, more creativity, more like you start to really align more and more and deeper and deeper with your own heart and your own soul. Mm -hmm. And so it is a process that you continue to circle back because life's going to try to throw you curveballs. Yeah, definitely. Right? If you yeah. insulate yourself from those curveballs, that's when you've, you know, really worked the process. Mm -hmm. No, I, I love that whole process. And, and I know like the first part is picturing, but the question that keeps coming to mind for me is, you know, so many people need to see those actions happen like to really feel like they've succeeded and they're on the right step. So what is that thing they should be doing to help them realize that they are on the right track of awakening their financial wealth? Well, it's when like you, if you interrupt your process in terms of like, okay, like I went on that first vacation and I had the money there and it's the feeling that you have that the money was just sitting there and you don't have a spending hangover on a credit card because you were proactive as opposed to reactive. You know, it's the next holiday. One of the buckets that you could set up if, if you're a person that loves to spend, I don't know, $1,000 on the holidays, let's make it easy, 1200 bucks. Mm -hmm. 
then you put $100 a month into a holiday fund or a Christmas fund or whatever holiday you celebrate, right? And so that a lot of people in their 20s and 30s spend a ton of money on their friends' weddings because there's all these destination weddings and this and that. And it's like, well, I have some people that set up wedding funds, you know, because their friends are getting married and that's like their vacation for a few years while all their friends are getting married because they're traveling to Mexico or they're traveling, you know, to mm -hmm. Vegas for the bachelor party or whatever. Right. And it's like, well, if you want to do those things, then have the money set aside for those. And so you, the realization is that you're starting to go, okay, this didn't feel like a burden. I'm actually okay. And it's about, you'll find that you create more happiness because you've created more financial space for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the proof in the pudding. Now, some people be like, well, I want it faster. Well, you have nothing but the reality that you have. You mm -hmm. can BS yourself on your credit lines, right? But that's not you really truly understanding the reality that you sit in. And so this is you really getting in alignment and and understanding that this is your reality and you're living your reality. So you feel the feelings of your reality so you can create something different. Mm -hmm. We've got to feel our feelings. We've got to. Yeah. I love that. I love the whole, I love the whole pact process. You know, the first time I saw it, I was like, you're making this pact with money in some way, you know, if you're creating this pact with yourself and this wealth. And I think that's something that we all need to do because wealth and finances and money are so intertwined in everything we do in life, regardless of how we look at it. So I love this. I cannot wait to listen to this again, <laughs> but tell us, Julie, how can people connect with you and you know, who should be the ones coming to work with you? Like, who are those people that, you know, benefit the most from going through these processes? Yeah, absolutely. So I've created an organization where I'm not the only financial planner as well. So we help people no matter where they're at on their journey. So mm -hmm. we've set it up as financial consultation appointments. So people pay for our time and they can do that in multiple ways. They can go to juliemurphy.com and you can join one of my online group coaching. So if you're somebody who's getting started and you can't write a check for, you know, a couple grand for a financial planner a year, okay, you could do that. If you needed a one-time financial appointment, you know, we have different planners in our office that if you want a one-on-one -on -one consultation, you could go to JMC Wealth. Dot com. That's my financial planning business where you can do one-on-one -on -one consults, whether it's with me or with someone else on my team. Mm -hmm. um, and there's different price points depending on what your net worth is, because someone who has a million dollars has different needs than somebody who's just getting started. And we have that whole gamut in between of who's the right person in our office to help who. And you can just send an email to info at JMC Wealth <laughs> if you're looking for a one-on-one. -on -one. And if you're looking more for group stuff, that can be found at juliemurphy.com where I will be doing the group coaching on that front. And certainly I have a YouTube channel. I've got lots of videos on everything that I talk about. You know, that's Julie Murphy on YouTube. And I've got Instagram, Awaken with Julie. I've also got Facebook, which is the, my Julie Murphy author page. I've got them all. Awesome. And we will make sure that we link all those things. So if you're listening and you're like, okay, I didn't write that down fast enough. Look at the description of this podcast. And we'll have all that. So the Julie Murphy website, JMC Wealth, her social medias and things like that. And I love how you mentioned how you have stuff for people that are like new to investing or building that financial plan, people that are making millions of dollars, because, you know, all these problems we face are going to be 
like doesn't matter how much money we make <laughs> like we're all right, facing right. these problems together <laughs> um, whether we have millions of dollars or only thousands of dollars or things like that right so and then real quick I want to talk on your books I know you have awaken your wealth and you also yeah, have awaken. emotional yeah I got my awaken your wealth yeah. with the golden egg. And then I have the emotion behind money, building wealth from the inside out. And uh, I actually give away my um, Awaken Your Wealth. I have a book funnel, uh, awakenyourwealthbook.com. You can actually get the book for free. You just have to pay for your own shipping. Mm-hmm. And then um, if people wanted to take it further, I have workbooks that complement that. I also have an online mini course mm-hmm. as well as a full masterclass course online if you like to take the online courses. And then should they read one before the other or are they kind of both independent? No, I always tell people they're independent. And I would encourage you to just do whatever your intuition tells you because one doesn't build on the other. And if if you've got a lot of emotion behind money and you're trying to figure out your emotional patterns, like the emotion behind money is a great one to start to understand that. If you're really wanting to get a little bit more structured and you kind of feel like you have a grasp on the emotion behind money, but you want to now take it to the next level because you've had some success and you kind of you know, awaken your wealth. That's about getting you to a higher place because you've done some things, um, but one doesn't build on the other. All right. Awesome. So we all have both those in the description as well for this episode. And if, you know, if you're in your financial journey, wherever you are, reach out to Julie to help you awaken that wealth, to help you set those goals, whether it's through group, group coaching or financial planning. So thank you so much, Julie, for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Hannah. Thank you for joining us this week on the Virtual U.S. Financial Advisor Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS so you'll never miss an episode. We'd love rating on iTunes or better yet, tell a friend about the show, which will help us grow as well. If you want to learn from any of our financial advisors, head over to our website, virtualusfinancialadvisor.com to learn more about each financial advisor and connect with them personally. Be sure to tune in next week to get more advice from the expert financial advisors. See you on the next episode.